Hey there, uh, real quick, I've got a little bonus episode today. This is um, going to be my appearance on the Cortez Hustle podcast from a couple months ago. Um, and I wanted to just share this little interview for a couple of reasons. One, I, I hope you'll end up checking out the Cortez Hustle show. It's for solopreneurs and marketers, and it's actually a pretty good show. And Cortez is a super cool dude, and I've actually gotten some pretty good business tips from his show. So he's also a mindset guy. So if you're stuck, uh, you just might find some inspiration to push through if you do check out his show. Also, there is some information that revealed in this interview that I haven't really talked about before in my show, including some of uh, the behind-the-scenes Shark Tank experience and the aftermath and just some other random investing stuff. So anyway, enjoy, and I'll be back with you in a couple days. All right, Ultimate Hustlers, welcome to the Cortez Hustle Show. I am, of course, your host, Cortez Hustle. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am excited to go ahead and get this conversation started. Like I said, as a solopreneur myself, I understand that, man, not only do I have to kill something every day so I can eat today, but I also have to make sure that I'm killing enough that I can put something away so that we can retire um, in, in comfort. Right. And, and in fact, uh, like the good book says, my latter days should be better than my former days. And that's exactly what our guest today is going to help us break down and understand uh, this gentleman is a uh, serial entrepreneur himself. He's also a part-time uh, product developer, has his own video production company. Uh, and the product that he's uh, developed has actually landed him on Shark Tank. And we're actually going to show you guys a clip of that. But he's currently hosting the Rogue Retirement Lounge, where he has this conversation quite frequently to help solopreneurs, small business owners understand the significance of the moves that you're making today should be setting up your tomorrow. So let me introduce to some and present to others, my buddy, Matt Franklin. Matt, my friend, good morning. How are you, brother? Hey, Cortez. Great. I am super psyched to be here. Awesome. 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 I can't wait to have this conversation with you, brother. But before we get into who you are and uh, what you got going on, we always like to start the show with the quote of the day. And today's quote of the day is, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. Uh, author is unknown. I'm going to go dig up the name of this guy. Actually, I was watching a YouTube video this morning, and that one hit me well with like a ton of bricks, man. Uh, so the quote of the day, do you have your own favorite quote that you like to share, or would you like to chime in on that one? Well, kind of along those same lines is, and I, I say this all the time to myself, and that is whether you think you can do it or you think you can't do it, you're right. Yes. And and so as soon as you just get rid of get yourself out of your way and know that you can do whatever you set your mind to, then you're on the road to making it happen. Yeah, man, you, you are so right. And that you, you're exactly right. When I heard this this morning, that the gentleman was speaking and he was talking about the self-defeating conversations that we have with ourselves all the time. And we don't even realize that we're literally fighting for our limitations, right? When we think about doing something and we start talking ourselves out of it, or when someone else shows confidence or belief in us and, and they put us in a position to win and we uh, backtrack out of that, you are fighting for your limitations. So guess what? You get to keep them. And I like to say it like this, man. Uh, all the universe knows how to do is say yes. That's all. If, if you say you're stupid, the universe says yes. And then something in your life shows up to validate that which you already believe. So uh, if you fight for your limitations, 
you get to keep them. Ladies and gentlemen, change the language and the conversation that you're having with yourself and your life will change. That is the question of the day right here on the Cortez Hustle Show uh, brought to you by my good friends over at kidslovemoney.shop. Make sure you guys go check out uh, that book, kidslovemoney.shop. And you also get to see that they also have flashcards to help teach your children about entrepreneurship and uh, financial literacy at a very, very early age. So, Matthew, my friend, tell everybody who the heck is Matt Franklin? Well, uh, I am a serial entrepreneur. I uh, had a string of kind of normal corporate jobs up until 2006. And then I don't know if you remember, but in uh, the spring of 2006, Google came out with an announcement saying that it was going to buy YouTube for $1.65 billion. And back in 2006, $1.65 billion was real money. And I immediately wrote up a little letter of resignation and went into my boss's office and said, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to start a video production business because clearly if Google's willing to put $1.5 billion behind this idea of web-based web video, then there's money to be made. And so yeah. I started a one-man video production company and I never looked back. And wow. in the process of, of being a solopreneur, I also started uh, in having, having enough time to develop some products and I developed multiple inventions. And in about 2009, I, along with a buddy of mine, created a little posture correction device and fast forward a couple of years after that, was fortunate to get onto Shark Tank, where we uh, we had a very interesting time, and uh, we experienced the life changing, essentially brand recognition that Shark Tank gives you. And to this day, when it re airs on CNBC, the the orders just pop in like popcorn. It's crazy. So um, so yeah, that's basically uh, how I got to where I am today. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm going to actually pull up that uh, Shark Tank clip. Uh, thank you for providing this, man. It, this is super dope. Oh, yeah. So you guys check out uh, Matt and his partner on Shark Tank, man, and, and listen to uh, how they uh, did their pitch and uh, also the uniqueness in which they uh, introduced their product. I thought that was pretty cool as well. So let's check this out. Okay, I'm not going to play this whole clip here um, just because it's kind of long, but I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And if you're interested in a little uh, quick uh, recap of our Shark Tank episode, you can check it out there. <laughs> man, uh, your hair was shorter, man. You know, I, I, COVID happened and I just uh, I, I became afraid of haircuts. So I uh, <laughs> turned into an old hippie. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think there was a couple things, and, and we're going to get all the way into your story. We're definitely going to get people to understand the importance of getting their retirement planning in order. Uh, but there's a couple things that I got just from that short clip. A, you talked about the brand recognition of getting on a short tank, and there's a process to, to, to doing that, and, and you can share a couple tips with it with us. But also, neither one of you had experience in the past. That's not where you guys came from, and I think that's critical for our, uh, our viewers to understand is that entrepreneurship is a game and sometimes you don't necessarily have to be passionate about or have a background in an industry in order to uh, penetrate that industry and create and make a big splash for yourself. So how was how did you guys get into that whole posture deal? 
Well, this kind of goes back to your quote, you know, you, if you fight for your limitations, you know, we, we, we had no idea that we couldn't do this going into it. We, yeah. So I just had called my buddy. I live in Portland, Oregon. He lived uh, in New York at the time. And I just said, let's make an infomercial. And so I didn't even have a product in mind. I just said, let's make an infomercial because this was the time when, I don't know if you remember the sham. Wow. That guy mm -hmm. was making millions of dollars selling yeah chamois cloths and so yeah. i just thought you know i i have a video production company i can i can make an infomercial so mm -hmm. called my buddy he said oh yeah i've got an idea for maybe a device that could help you with your posture because he sat at a desk all day and mm -hmm. i said okay let's get together so we flew to chicago and we brought some uh velcro and some some elastic and tried to kind of stitch together a little prototype and not, not having any idea what we were doing. And then we kind of came up with some drawings of what it might look like. And then mm -hmm. I thought, well, who could make something like this drawing looked like? And so I found belt manufacturers in China. And I just mm -hmm. reached out to maybe close to 100 different belt manufacturers in Asia and just sent them a, a PDF of this drawing saying, could you make a sample for me? And uh, mm -hmm. some of them got back to me and said, yes, they could make a sample. Some of them were reasonably priced and some weren't. And so I ordered samples from a few reasonably priced ones. And fast forward, like maybe 30 days, I had samples in hand, basically prototypes built for me. And then we, we put up a website and within nine months of that initial weekend in Chicago, we had a website up and we were selling product. Wow. Wow. And, and I think that is so amazing that the power of decision, right? Hey, we're going to do yep. an infomercial. Your buddy says, I've got an idea about a product that we can actually create. You said, listen, Let's just figure out, A, what it could potentially look like and see if somebody can make us a sample. And those decisions led to ultimately you guys creating a project, product, being on Shark Tank and all that stuff, man. People don't understand the power of decision. Just moving consistently towards an aim is, I think people miss that progress is where happiness is. It's not always the destination, but if you're just moving towards something, uh, you're on your way. Uh, we talked about this yep. before uh, we, we, we went live and a lot of people have these great ideas, Matt, and they're worried that somebody's going to steal their idea if they, they make the wrong moves. And um, a lot of these ideas just end up in the graveyard because people are afraid to take action. Was it really difficult for you to source manufacturing companies that could do this prototype for you? You know, it wasn't. And it was more difficult back then than it is today. Um, th that was when Alibaba was in its infancy. And for those who aren't familiar with Al Alibaba, essentially, that's where if you create, if you're a, a manufacturer of pretty much anything in China, and I'm talking about if you do magnets, sunglasses, clothing, toys, anything like that, you go to Alibaba.com, just like it sounds, and you can find a manufacturer to build anything. So, mm -hmm. no, it wasn't difficult. Um, th back then, 
it it might have actually been a little bit easier because there were a lot fewer people going and looking for Chinese manufacturers. Now, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they're reticent because, you know, there's there's courses teaching people, hey, you know, get get your product made in China and, and get it on Amazon and you'll become a millionaire. But right. um, and there's ways around the whole um, their reticence to work with you, um, which we can talk about. But basically, yeah, all I had to do is go to Alibaba and find these belt manufacturers. And I probably could have found a different manufacturer that could have done it just as well. I didn't even think because I didn't know what I was doing. If I went to a medical supply company, I probably could have mm -hmm. gotten a better product, um, yeah. but I didn't think about it. And I was just, and we call it ready, fire, aim. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't think too much. You just start taking action and you start making progress. Yeah, just start start doing. Uh, I love that yeah. ready fire aim. It is. I think people get so caught up in making the perfect step that they don't make any steps at all. Right. And it's like, no, you got to make some missteps so you can recalibrate and then make the steps right after you make those uh, decisions. I, I love it. I love it. So, what was that experience like on Shark Tank? I know that the visibility and all that kind of stuff was great, but are those guys really jerks? It seems like some of them are jerks and they play good cop, bad cop, all this kind of, what was that whole experience like for you guys? Well, when people ask me what it, what it felt like to be on that stage, it was a mix of adrenaline because it was so exciting. And I, we had watched all the shows, you know, we, we, we had kind of lived and breathed shark tank for the previous six months. And so it was a, a mix of this adrenaline, mixed with terror like i've never experienced like i was so afraid uh it's like skydiving is a very similar thing when i was younger i went skydiving a few times and mm -hmm. it's like really great but you could die at any second yeah so yeah. that's what it felt like to be on shark tank and and the, the people they played the role they were exactly what you see on tv is exactly how they act when you're on stage they you know mr wonderful in the center he's a jerk and he yeah. likes to to you know be nasty and it's kind of become his little brand and then you know robert will be the kind of good cop and and mm -hmm. you know and, and damon is like introspective and, and 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 when we were on the show damon actually he revealed that he had purchased our product a couple of years previous and had worn wow. it actually on the show and so we were like, oh, wow, great. Damon's going to give us a deal. And he didn't, <laughs> but it was, uh, that was a pretty amazing thing. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience and it, and it literally changed the course of our lives because the amount of this product that we sold, um, we're not selling very much now because we're both on to bigger and better things or maybe not bigger, but better. And, yeah. um, but those first few years after we were on the show, it was, it was really insane. Gotcha, gotcha. So did you guys end up with a deal or or no? Was it just the notoriety of being on the show that created your success? Well, on the show, we did do a handshake deal with, with Cuban. So, okay. uh, you know, we hugged and like, okay, great. Everything's great. And then when we got back, we were like, we, we got word that ours was going to be one of the first episodes to air that season. Mm -hmm. So we didn't want to have the deal done when that show aired because we didn't want to give away 30% because we knew we were going to sell a ton of product. Yeah. This, our product was, is perfect for 
that show because it's cheap. Everybody, everybody sits at a desk. Everybody has, is aware of their bad posture. So we, so we stalled the deal as much as we could. And then we threw in a caveat where we wanted four meetings with Cuban every year at Mm -hmm. whenever he could, would schedule them. We, we would come to him, but we said as part of the deal, we want it written into the contract that we get four meetings with him per year. And we were negotiating with his lawyer and his lawyer Mm -hmm. was like, guys, I don't get four meetings with him a year. There's no way he's going to commit to four meetings with you turds. So, uh, so we're like, that's, that's the terms of the deal. And so the next day we had our next call and, and he's like, Cuban said no. And then it was game off. Wow. 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 Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Well played. Well played by you guys. You didn't have to give up, but once the show aired, you guys made a ton of money because uh, the product got really hot, man. That is, that is Great, great, great. So on the other side of One Minute Motivation, guys, we're going to dive into the moves that you can make as a solopreneur right now. Even if you don't have a ton of money, even if your business is not that profitable, guys, there are some things that you could be doing that can set your retirement up. And that's one of the worst feelings to have as a solopreneur. It's like, man, I'm barely keeping the lights on today. So what's going to happen 20 years from now, 30 years from now? So Matt is going to share with us some strategies that we should be looking at as solopreneurs. But right now, it's not for one minute motivation. One minute motivation matters where we play a short motivational video, usually about 90 seconds. And I'm actually going to give you a takeaway. I'm going to give a takeaway. And the audience usually comments a takeaway uh, from the video as well. And today I got some less Brown queued up. So let's get into one minute motivation right here on the Cortez Social Show. They're winners. They're losers. And there are people who have not discovered how to win. And all they need is some coaching. All they need is some help and assistance, just a little support. All they need is some insight or different strategy or plan of action to make some adjustments that will open up the key to a whole new future for them, that will give them access to the unlimited power that they have within themselves. That's all that they need. So what I want you to do is is think about something you want for you that's real for you that's important for you that will give your life some special meaning and power i want you to be able to say something to yourself that will enable you to maintain a level of integrity with yourself that when you say this even when you face tremendous setbacks it it will be a benchmark to keep you in the game to keep you moving forward and experimenting and readjusting your strategy and your plan of action continuously looking for ways to win so what is that something when you got an idea you want to move on you might not have the money you might not have the education you might not have the support or the resources you need what is that something that can keep us going that will enable us to act on our dream what's one of those keys that will begin to help us to discover the secrets to our dream. Here's what I want you to repeat after me, please, with power and conviction. Say, it's possible. That's all I want you to do when you look at your dream. Just say to yourself every day, it's possible. Just say that every day to yourself, it's possible. Yes, yes, awesome. yes. Les Brown is... Uh, the man. Uh, and I and I love this, Matt. So I'm gonna let you go first as a guest. One of your biggest takeaways. Well, I could I could talk about this all day, seriously, because <laughs> there's so much 
there's line by line, there's so much. And that's why everybody loves Les Brown. And that's why if you if you don't know Les Brown, you need to know Les Brown. But he talks about sometimes you just need a little bit of coaching. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you'll hit setbacks and you need to get back on track. He talks about looking for ways to win. We live in a world today where all of that exists. Even if you don't have a mentor, even if you don't have a person who can can help you out, you can find the just the, the the Cortez Hustle podcast. If you want to know about possibilities, if you need to to get unstuck, you can listen to Cortez Hustle podcast and you can get inspired. There are a million places out there where you can get free information to get you moving and to to let you know that everything is possible. So take that first step and start accessing the free stuff out there to make you bigger and make you better. Yeah, I, I love it. And that's funny because that, that was one of my biggest takeaways. He said there's winners, there's losers, and there's people who just have not discovered how to win yet. And I think yep. in this society, if you have not arrived, then the way our society is set up, you will automatically think you're a loser. Michael Jordan was never a loser. But his first six years in the league, he didn't win a championship. He wasn't a loser. He just hadn't figured out how to win yet. And I think that's what most people have to really get to is if you put yourself in the right situation, if you surround yourself with the right people, then no, you're not a loser. Even though you may not have hit your goal, you just have not figured out how to win yet. And if you stay the course, you play the game long enough, you, my friend, will indeed figure out how to win. So that is One Minute Motivation right here on the Cortez Social Show, the Matt Franklin version. So you guys make sure you follow the Rogue Retirement Lounge podcast uh, to get stay up to date on all things retirement. I think that is one of the dopest shows out there. So Matt, we were talking about this whole retirement piece and you stumbled up into this situation, understanding yourself as a solopreneur, walked away from corporate to do your own thing. But you realize that, well, corporate has some, some mechanisms in place that you could easily take part in and kind of help your retirement go a certain way. But as a solopreneur, it's like, hey, you got to figure this thing out on your own. So what was that 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 initial conversation that you had with yourself it says, wait a minute. I'm in my own business now. I also have to prepare for retirement now. So what was that first conversation you had with yourself where you realized that, hey, man, I'm not on on track to be where I want to be when I get to those golden years? Well, the first the first real conversation that I had related to retirement was with my accountant. Okay. So it was after my first full year of business, my accountant's mm-hmm. doing my taxes and she's like, how much did you put into your IRA? And I'm like, what IRA? And she basically said, listen, you've got to essentially pretend like you have a 401k. When you had a real job, you had a 401k. You need to essentially start getting on board with that as a solopreneur. And the way that she got me really kind of, I I don't want to say addicted to saving, but it kind of did that is that Mm -hmm. she said, okay, right now, and I can't remember exactly what the numbers were, but I owed like $3,000 for my taxes. So I had to come up with three grand to pay the government in order to be square that year. But she said, if you can put away seven, 
if you can come up with seven grand and put it into an IRA, then you won't have to pay anything. That's mm. going to offset this tax. And I'm like, wait. And I kind of understood the idea of a tax, you know, a, a, a pre-tax contribution to an IRA, but it hadn't really hit me until she's like, wait a minute, if I put in seven, I'll save three. Mm-hmm. Then, and, and, and I was like, well, why didn't I know about this before? And nobody teaches entrepreneurs about, you know, retirement. There's, there's a million classes that I've taken, you know, your Dean Graziosi and your Tony Robbins and your Russell Brunson mm-hmm. and all those guys, they tell you about all these ways that you can start a business and you can do this. But they never tell you, okay, put aside $200 a month and then put it into an IRA and you're going to save a lot of taxes. So that's, that was my first introduction is like, Hey, you can really reduce your yearly tax burden if you pay yourself first. Yeah. And, and that's huge because that's when you look at it, that's a, a $10,000 swing with infinite return, right? Because you put seven away. You no longer have to give Uncle Sam three. That's 10. But then the future value of money says, what is that seven going to become with compound interest? And yep. people are missing that 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 nugget right there. And I believe this is just my humble opinion that the United States tax code is the number one wealth building tool in the whole world. I believe that's why people Amen. literally put their lives on the line to come here. But like most tools, Matt. There's only few people who master the use of that tool. And it's the same with the tax code. Most people don't know how to use the tax code, right? I'm pretty handy with a hammer. But you put a hammer in the hands of a journeyman carpenter, it wouldn't even look like the same tool. And we've got to understand how this whole thing works. So you took your uh, accountant's advice and you started moving that money around right and then you said it's kind of like an addiction uh but then you said had some some epiphanies along the way of some other things that you can do uh let's talk about some of those things that okay yes the ira is one way uh and i know you are you know huge on diversity diversification as well uh and i like to tell people that diversification is not one asset class yes they will tell you if you got a mutual fund your portfolio is diversified with different types of companies, but all your money is still in the market. So that's not true diversification. So what are some other things that we should be looking at as solopreneurs that can help us not only retire rich, but also retire early if we choose? Well, one thing, and I I don't want to get too deep into the different structures that are available to us, but as solopreneurs, we have access to one of the most powerful tools there is out there, and that's called the Solo 401k. And a lot of people don't know what the Solo 401k is. And basically, and I'm I'm not an accountant, I'm not a tax advisor, so take all this with a grain of salt. But essentially, the 401 a Solo 401k enables you, if you are your own boss, it enables you to essentially manage your retirement nest egg. Meaning that you don't have to just use like fidelity and be stuck in those uh, mutual funds and stocks and bonds. You can, if you have a solo 401k, you can buy real estate with it. You can, if you know somebody who uh, does real estate syndications like apartments, uh, you can invest in stuff like that. Um, essentially, this this vehicle gives you control 
which a lot of us entrepreneurs are control freaks and we yeah. like to be able to kind of really chart our course and chart our destiny. So that's the first thing I tell people is like, just look at the solo 401k and then don't go crazy in, in buying speculative assets, but just know that then you have the, the ability to really, really, truly diversify. Because I can guarantee you, if you have your retirement in a Schwab account, you're mm -hmm. stuck with a very limited pie of investment opportunities. Right, right. I love that. Uh, that, that solo 401k. Uh, and you talked earlier about the feeling of being on Shark Tank, how it was frightening and exhilarating at the same time. I liken that to uh, my first child being born. I was uh, I was scared to death and the most excited at the exact same time of becoming <laughs> yeah. a, a new father. And I know one of the things that when you think about solo 401k, you think about this whole entrepreneurship and the tax code journey uh, that I like to coach on is that if you have children and you have a business then hiring your children to work in your business is another one of those very high return uh, activities that you can do in business, but very little known. Very few people are talking about this. Um, and you can pay your child up to $12,000 per year per child. And that creates another tax deductible uh, expense for you. And just imagine putting that $12,000 a year into their college fund or you know, into an entrepreneurial fund so that when they get old enough and they want to start a business, there's some seed money there. There's a lot of these different types of things. Um, but I know you also talk about one of the things that we have to look at is the fact that inflation is one of mm. the biggest threats to our wealth. Not a lot of people are talking about that from the standpoint of the amount that you're actually going to need when you hit retirement age, unless you're retiring tomorrow, uh, then that's a different story. But if you are 15, 20, 30 years out from retirement, talk about some of the uh, the detriments of inflation when it when we're talking about uh, retirement and how we need to be preparing for that. Well, inflation is I don't think I'm saying anything really revolutionary here, but I believe that inflation is the most insidious um, wealth destroyer out there, primarily because you don't see it. It sneaks up on you. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, like putting the frog in the pot of boiling water, you know, and just turning it up a little bit. You don't know mm -hmm. that it's killing you until it's too late. And yeah. the, what, what's, what's extra insidious about inflation is that we – are told numbers like the CPI, the consumer price index. We mm -hmm. are said, oh, oh, you know, in inflation last year, we have a 2% inflation target. Well, they carefully choose what's in that basket in that index. And mm -hmm. it does not necessarily reflect what you spend your money on. Mm -hmm. There are other indexes out there that try to uh, tell you what the true rate of inflation is. And some of them will tell you that it's as high as 12%. So let's, and let's just say that it's five. Let's just say that inflation is only 5%. That means that the, the, what you spend today, essentially the earning power of the dollar that you make is going to be cut in half in 14 years. Mm. So if you're thinking about retiring 15 years from now and you think, okay, well I can live on, you know, my house will be paid for the kids will be out. I could live on 
say 50 grand a year, a nice round number. Mm -hmm. Well, that 50 grand in 15 years is only going to buy you 25 grand worth of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. we really, really need to keep that in mind. And it's really hard to, to do. I always think in terms of today's dollars when I'm thinking about my retirement, it's just a habit. You just think yeah. about a buck buying, you know, gas the way it will today, but you need to really, when you're writing down your calculations for how much you need to retire, you really need to keep inflation in mind because it will sneak up on you. And the, our friends who are social security recipients this year, they got like a 2.1% raise. That's not mm -hmm. keeping up with inflation. I don't care yeah. what index you look at. That's not keeping up with inflation. So you have to take it into your own hands to make sure that you are saving enough that you can cover that inflation bill that's coming inevitably coming down the pike. Yeah. And, and I, I remember uh, my last raise on my corporate job was 1.75%. Uh, and uh, this is kind of how I knew I needed to be an entrepreneur because the whole year, Matt, they were telling us about our record breaking numbers. And I work for one of the big fortune 100 companies, man, listen, uh, right. we had record sales. We had record revenue. We had record profit. We had record client acquisition. I go in for my review and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to set example for my kids. So I always bring my reviews home and show my kids, look, five out of five, five out of five, five out of five. Yep. My manager said, uh, Cortez, you got 1.75%. I'm thinking I'm maxing out because I max out my performance indicators, right? He said, the reason that you only got 1.75% is instead of investing back into the employees, they decided to give all of the record profits to the shareholders. And it was at that moment that I knew I needed income that I own and control. And that's what led me down the path to really going hard in uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, but speaking of which, just because we own and control the income, we still have to have the right habits. So what are some of your financial habits, Matt, that keeps you on the path to putting away that money every single month, not only just for the tax benefits, but for understanding that, hey, this is going to grow and this is going to be my future. And, and I'm trying to retire rich when I whenever I feel like I don't want to do this anymore. I still want to maintain the same lifestyle or better. Well, my main habit is to keep it top of mind, really. I have mm -hmm. Google alerts that come in every day with news about retirement. I subscribe to probably at least a dozen retirement-related podcasts. Mm -hmm. So I'm keeping it always top of mind because if, if you don't think about something, if it's kind of way back on the back shelf and you only think about it come April 15th at tax time, then then you're you're not necessarily going to make good decisions. And that's how I keep it top of mind is I force every day I get that retirement uh, news alert pretty yeah. much every day when I take my walk, I'm listening to retirement related podcasts. And so it's, it's being pounded into my head that I need to think about my present, but I always need to be thinking about my future. And up until about a year or so ago, I was terrible about thinking about my future because I, I, I wasn't sure that I could do it. You know, I heard about the 4% rule, which mm -hmm. basically says that you can only take 4% out of your nest egg if you want to retire and have that money outlive you. And so I was like, well, if I wanted to make 
say 80 grand a year in retirement, I'm going to need to have $2 million saved up. And yeah. I was not on track for that. So <laughs> just, just kind of keeping, doing everything I can to keep that top of mind, to keep that, that I need to be secure when I'm in my sixties, I need to be making passive income when I'm in my sixties. That really helps me when I'm thinking about going out for lunch. Okay. Do I really want to spend 11 bucks on lunch today when I, I'm a half hour from home and I could last for another half hour and go home and eat something that cost me almost nothing. You right. know, if you have the macro in mind, the macro meaning your, your old age and your future, then these micro decisions are much easier to make. And it's easier to make good decisions when you constantly have that future, your future self in mind. Love it, love it, love it. And, and the word obsession has gotten a bad rap, but certain things you absolutely have to obsess over because what you think about, you bring about, what you focus on, mm -hmm. you get what you focus on. And a lot of people have the opposite approach. If I don't think about it at all, it's going to magically work itself out. And people, it's not going to. Happen, true. Right? You talk about the 4% rule where there's another 4% rule that only 4% of people in this economy are self-sustaining when they get to retirement age. The other 96% are either dead or dead broke. So you don't get there by not obsessing over your numbers. Poverty is a trillion dollar industry and it's up to us to figure out how to fight it for ourselves and because we are all social creatures, we believe that when we fight it for ourselves, we're willing to share that wisdom with other people to help them fight it for themselves as well. But one of the things that we don't talk enough about in this financial literacy world is the importance of cash flow. There's a place for appreciating assets, but there's also uh, in your portfolio should be assets that produce cash flow month in and month out. Let's talk about that real quick. What are some of those things that we could be looking to bring into our investment world that will cash flow for us in the future? Well, the first thing that people think of when they talk about cash flowing assets in a retirement account is dividend stocks. Okay. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, most dividend stocks come in at three to 5%. And, mm -hmm. um, that that's that's not great cash flow. Rich people in general aren't making their their living off dividends from stocks. It just they, it doesn't work that way. They find ways to get much bigger returns. And the other reason I don't like stocks personally, just for me, and I I would never advise this of anyone, but I don't like stocks because I've seen I lived through the dot com crash in two thousand where my four hundred one k lost almost forty percent. I survived the 2009 downturn where my nest egg dropped like 25%. And I was in here last year. I mean, fortunately it all came back, but I saw yeah. people lose 30% last March. Um, mm -hmm. So because of that kind of volatility, I like assets that are not volatile, like real estate. One of the reasons I like real estate is because it's insurable. Meaning that if I buy a house and it burns down, someone's going to rebuild it for me. I, I can't lose it. I mean, and if I have good umbrella insurance, even if I get sued, it's it's a protected 
insurable asset and it cash flows every month because whoever's renting that house from me, that's what they do. They pay the rent and that provides cash flow. Um, another cash flowing asset, if you didn't want to own a house, because a lot of people are really turned off by the idea of being a landlord. And mm -hmm. um, while I understand that, being a landlord is a huge way to make generational wealth. But if you yeah. don't like that, there's also, you can do what they call apartment syndications, where you essentially buy in when someone buys an apartment. And I'm involved mm -hmm. with a few of those where all I did, I, I mean, I don't know anyone who does this kind of stuff. So I just started listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. And then whenever I, I would listen to real estate podcasts, and whenever I'd hear a guy say, oh yeah, I do apartment syndications, I'd call him up and I'd, I'd say, hey man, my name is Matt Franklin. I live in Portland, Oregon. Um, tell me about what you do. And the next time you have an apartment that you're going to buy, I would potentially like to invest. And mm -hmm. so I just essentially forced myself to have this network of apartment syndicators. And that sure. was how I was able to get into some of these deals. Man, I love it. And that's something that I had never heard of. That's a new term to me, apartment syndication. So essentially, uh, if I'm a real estate professional and I say, hey, I'm going to buy me 25 doors and uh, these are the numbers, uh, I might be looking for people to help me get it under contract, make that yep. purchase, secure it. And then we're going to agree on what the cash flow payout every month is based on these numbers. Is, is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So what will happen is, is someone will find an apartment building like this. Um, this first one that I got involved with was in Kentucky and this guy found it. It was uh, over a hundred doors. And so he was going to need like $7 million to buy it. And so he was going to need like um, a million four or a million six down. So that was where he, he is basically his role as the sponsor of this syndication. He needed to find enough investors to basically come up with that one and a half million dollars down so that he could go to the bank and say, I've got a down payment and some money to do rehab. You loan me the rest. And then right. the bank is like, Hey, if you got the money, then go for it. And essentially they bought this building or this set of buildings in Kentucky. And this first one, actually I bought into in the summer of 2018 and they just sold it uh, in January which it was supposed to be a five to seven year investment. This one only lasted less than three years, but um, it paid a 23% annualized return. So, wow. which is a great return again on wow. an insurable asset. So, and in fact, the first week that they had taken possession of this apartment building, somebody fell asleep at the wheel and drove into one of the buildings and made it uninhabitable for a couple of months. But- wow insurance took care of it. So it wasn't like it caused any cash flow problems. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh man, that is, that is good stuff, man. That is good stuff. So apartment syndication, go Google it, start doing your research people. And remember, if you got a solo 401k set up, that's where you can get the money from so that you can start accumulating 10, 20, 40,000, whatever is required for you to Get in on some of these syndication deals, man. Uh, That's right. Matt, we do a segment on the Cortez Hustler Show called Freestyle because I know you got bars, brother. Uh, no, freestyle isn't not about rapping or anything like that. But <laughs> this is a 
this is a, a moment in the show where uh, I always give my guests the opportunity as I'm building this media empire, Matt, that will one day surpass Ted Turner and Walt Disney. I yes, don't always get the questions right on the show. So this is your time to take about 90 seconds. And, you know, if there's anything that needs to be reiterated, anything that we did not get to because the conversation just hasn't evolved uh, off the top of the dome, man, uh, 90 seconds. What do you really want these people to know? What do you want to drive home? So this is freestyle on the Cortez Hustle Show. Kick it. Well, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a solopreneur, you have your own set of challenges and you have your own set of advantages when it comes to saving for your retirement. And that's why I started my show, The Rogue Retirement Lounge, because I want to take you along this journey that I'm on. I'm not retired yet. I'm in kind of pre-retirement where I don't have mm -hmm. to save anymore and I'm kind of coasting and I work maybe a couple hours a day. So that's give gives me the time to put out this podcast and share what I've learned and sh and talk to smart people and if you're a solopreneur, I would be honored if you would join me on my journey and hopefully grab some knowledge because our old age, the statistics are abysmal. We, we need to improve our savings. We need to improve our investing. We need to be better about taking care of our future self. And it's very hard for people to imagine themselves being old. It's very hard for people to imagine themselves being maybe unable to work. It's hard for people to imagine themselves maybe being unhealthy when you hit your 70, 75 years old. And so I just, uh, I just want to encourage everyone to take care of your future self and the time to take care of your future self is right now. Amen, brother. Listen, Matt, I get up and I work out four times a week in the morning and yes. it never fails. Every morning I try to talk myself out of it. But thank God my future self steps into that conversation, right? Yes. Because if you think about it, I'm pretty fit today, but that's because of work I did two years ago. So when I try to talk myself out of my workout this morning, uh, my future self says, listen, you want to still look good at 50, don't you? Well, looking good at 50 starts at 47. So the same right. is true with your money, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to be looking good financially at 50, 60, 70, it starts today, ladies and gentlemen. And it starts with learning. It starts with you taking in the right information. And Matt's a brilliant guy. But on the Royal Retirement uh, Lounge podcast, he interviews other brilliant guys who like he will have someone on the show who is really heavy into apartment syndication so you can learn everything about apartment syndication he has people who are really into all of these asset classes so it's a great way for you to learn and continue to grow uh, one of the things that i like to say man if even if you don't know what to invest in now establish the habit of moving money into an account that's going to be specific for your investing so if you don't know what to invest in you still, every time you get paid, take some money from one account and move it into another account where you're not going to bother it. And that's kind of getting you in that habit because there's only one Absolutely. wealth building formula in the world, man. That's cash, asset, cash. You take some cash that you get from your labor, your effort, your intellect, whatever. Some of that cash has to be used to buy, build, or invest in an asset that's going to bring you more cash. When that becomes your life habit, 
then you build wealth on autopilot. Really quickly, tell everybody how to get in touch with you, Matt. Uh, anywhere you find podcasts, you can find me at Rogue Retirement Lounge, R-O-G-U-E. And uh, that's that's really uh, the, the best way to find me is just to find the podcast. And uh, if you have questions that you'd like me to answer on the podcast, you can email me at Matt at Rogue Retirement Lounge. Love it, love it, love it. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to and learning from Matt Franklin, host of Rogue Retirement Lounge uh, podcast and serial entrepreneur. Uh, product developer, and just an all-around great dude. So we thank you for uh, coming by the Cortez Hustle Show today, Matt. So until we talk to you guys next time, we want you to get your money up because you absolutely can do it. But more importantly, you deserve to do it, each and every single one of you. Now hustle up. You're tuned into the Cortez Hustle Show. Please like and subscribe. Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick-ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com.